Our Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. Jesus. Jesus. The name above all names. That's the only name I know. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving us your Son, Jesus, by whom we are saved. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for releasing your word upon us this morning in the name of Jesus. Brethren, before we sit, I want you to pray one prayer. Because it is possible that you can sit through this ministration and the words will enter here and come out from this side and does not impact your life. It is possible. It is possible as well that the world will have entrance into you and it will impact you and it will change your life. And that's my prayer this morning. So, Father, I commit myself to you this morning. Every distraction, take it away from me. Let your word touch me. Let me imbibe your word. Let it have entrance into me. And let it bear fruits. Let my life never be the same. In Jesus' name we pray. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Let somebody shout hallelujah. God bless you. Let's take our seats. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to bless the name of God for another privilege to share with the people of God on the topic we have this month, while men slept. While men slept. Praise the Lord. And I want to thank God for the various sessions, not only on Sundays, because I see that most of us come only on Sundays. On Tuesdays, there's in-depth Bible study on this topic. On Thursdays, we come together to pray. And as you will see today, if you don't avail yourself with this opportunity, you are missing an advantage. Hallelujah. And I'll go to the key text. Matthew chapter 13, reading from verse 24 to 30. Matthew chapter 13, from verse 24 to 30. And I'm going to read from the King James Version, New King James Version. He said, another parable he put forth to them, saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seeds in his field, but men slept. His enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seeds in your field? How then does it have tares? He said to them, An enemy has done this. 
The servant said to him, Do you want us then to go gather them up? But he said, No, lest while you gather up the first, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I would say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This scripture contains two major themes in them. One is about what is happening today about sowing, and the other one is referring to the end times at the consummation of all things. The owner refers to the Lord who told the servants that though the good seeds and the tares are mixed up because they look alike, if you go now and begin to remove the tares, you may destroy the good seeds. But when they grow to maturity at time of harvest, it becomes very clear what are the tares and what are the good seeds. Now this is not going to take the other team today, but I just want to mention it. As we are in the church, the preacher who preached in the morning mentioned this. There are people who have good intention They've received the word of God. They are growing like the wheat. There are tares. So when you come to church, it's a mixed congregation. Jesus says, just let them grow. But let them be listening to the word. They can turn from tares to wheat, as we pray that some people will do today. But if not, when it comes to the end, it will become clear what is the tear. You gather and burn. Born means hellfire, burning, contamination, damnation. And nobody will go there today in Jesus' name. You didn't hear me. Nobody will be born today in Jesus' name. Please answer very well. And then the good seeds that produce the wheat go into the barn. The barn is going to be with the Lord in heaven. That's a part of the story. But what I'm going to talk about today... He said, the people sow good seeds, but while men slept, which is our theme today, his enemy, not the enemy, his enemy, this is personal now, his enemy came and sowed tears. Hallelujah. So this is something starting good, and halfway, evil creeps in. Good seeds we are sown, and halfway, the tears came in. And it says, an enemy has done this. Now, I just want to emphasize that everything we do in life, we are sowing. Hallelujah. How many of us know that? The words we speak are seeds. The actions we do or don't do are seeds. And all these have been sown. And there's a process in time. And after that, there's a harvest. That's why God says, the Bible says, God is not mocked for whatsoever, whatsoever a man sows, so shall he also. There's a time for seed time and time for harvest. So we sow. 
Now there are good seeds and there are bad seeds which a person can sow. You are encouraged to sow the good seeds. You see, if we understand this law very well, many of the evil things that are happening in the world today will not happen. Because whatever you sow, so shall you reap. If you are employed in a place and you help and run that money and take the proceeds to go and start your company, what is going to happen to you? You are building on a faulty foundation and that foundation will crumble. Hello, there is no vacuum. Hello, everything is connected. But because of the ignorance of men, they keep making the same mistakes over and over and keep getting the same results. And that result has defined their life. Many of us who are sitting here today, we have sown seeds that are waiting to produce harvest in the future. Some of them are good seeds. Some of them are bad seeds. Hallelujah. But we we'll pray that if you have sown a bad seed, God will help us today in Jesus' name. Because the choice you have is when you sow the seed. After you sow the seed, you do not have a choice about the harvest. That happens automatically. And there's a law of multiplication. If you sow one cup, you will reap many. So that's so dangerous. But it's so good also that if you sow a good seed, you will reap multiple good harvests. May the Lord help us to sow good seeds in Jesus' name. Amen. Now what this scripture is saying is that while men sow good seeds, I'm not talking about the bad seed now, assuming that men sow good seed. But he said, but when he went to sleep, enemy came and sow bad seeds called tares. So the bad seeds you could reap from may be not the ones you sow, but because of carelessness, you did not watch your seed. The enemy came in while you were sleeping and sowed the tears. So good seeds could be you have a good marriage. Thanking God for it. Yesterday we had a marriage. I see the brother and sister. In fact, the brother was hyperactive. They are so happy. It's a good start. They're thinking of a lovely future. This is a good I've also seen marriages that have turned sour. Somebody told me that his father-in-law is chasing him to kill him. What? What did you do? This man was so happy to give his daughter to you, and everybody danced together. But now he's chasing you to kill you. You must have done something. Praise God. So that something started good and turning sour. It may be a good career. You have a good career. And suddenly, people have been kicked out of their work. Things have happened. Or it may be your children you are rejoicing over. Lovely children. But before you know it's drug addicts, some are going to prostitution. Things are going bad. Or it may be a business. So there are good seeds you sow with a good intention for a good harvest. But somewhere along the line, so the tears can mean a lot of things. Can mean corruption of the system. Can be a disease. Can be a poison. Can be confusion. Can be hindrances. Can be failed marriages. These are the tears that the enemy has come to sow. Hallelujah. Now, but the Bible says 
that the opportunity for the enemy to come and sow tears is when men slept. So one question we ask ourselves today, are you sleeping? Hello? Can you ask your neighbor? I hope you are not sleeping. <laughs> it's a genuine question. Ask yourself, I hope I'm not sleeping. Because if you are sleeping, you are opening the door for the enemy to sow tears in your life. My prayer today is that every door that is open in your life for enemy to come and sow tears is shut today in the name of Jesus. Now, sleeping here could be physical sleep or spiritual sleep. Of course, the Bible says a little folding of the hand, a little slumber here and there, leads to what? Poverty. So that's physical sleep now. If you are not up and doing, instead of waking up, your own waking up is 12 noon, and then you yawn and look for what to eat, and say, this government self. Eh? This government, this, this government, these are not going well, oh. That you are, it's just slothfulness and laziness and sleepiness. Do you understand? But there's also spiritual sleep, which is the most dangerous. Praise God. Today we are going to concentrate on the spiritual sleep. Because as you will find out, the spiritual controls the physical. Hallelujah. Today, Let's say there's two dimensions. There's the physical dimensions, you and I operate. There's the spiritual dimension, we know that, isn't it? And man is both a physical being and a spiritual being, isn't it? We communicate in the two dimensions. Praise God. And the spiritual dimension is more superior. It is not seen. The physical being is seen, but both both realms are real. People who say there's no spiritual realm, it just means that you are ignorant. Hallelujah. So the first thing we are going to look at today, how do I know that I am sleeping? What are the signs? You know, when somebody says you go to a doctor, they can't check for some symptoms. Oh, this must be malaria. Oh, this must be typhoid. There are signs they are looking at. So I want to list some signs here. If any of these signs is in your life, you don't need a prophet to tell you that you are sleeping. And it becomes a wake-up call. So if I'm sleeping, what do I do? Praise God. So we're going to look at some things. Okay? The signs that shows that you are sleeping. Number one, inactivity inactivity you know I mean physical sleep if you are physically sleeping you're not doing anything now isn't it except maybe snoring for those of us who snore but you're not going anywhere you're just there sleeping and if you decide to sleep the whole day you've not gone anywhere so it could mean stagnancy lack of movement spiritually dead or inactive you look at your life you're not moving forward where you were last year, you know, grow from glory to glory. If you're on what level, you'll be in another level. If you're not growing, you're just stagnated. That shows you're sleeping, number one. Number two, you're not aware of your surroundings. 
You are ignorant of what is happening around you. Everything you do is just on the carnal level. You have no understanding. It shows that you are sleeping. Because I tell you, the activity that is happening in the other realm, the other realm is more busy. It's busier than this realm we are. Hallelujah. And they are more populated. In the earth, maybe 7.5 billion people. Do you know how many angels you have? Do you know how many demons you have? <laughs> Their activity is intense. And this is where life is being controlled from, as you will see. So if you are not aware, you are ignorant, that means you are sleeping. Number three, your being insensitive to spiritual things is a proof that you are in slumber. Do you know that you, are, you can be awake I'm moving about doing physical things, but you are sleeping. Hello? Hallelujah. So being in spiritual things is a sign that you are sleeping, lacking in spiritual understanding, abandoning your spiritual responsibilities means you are sleeping. Now, I, give you, I just give you an example. You know, we are talking about sowing. Now, in the natural world of agriculture, one of my first degrees and diplomas, I had it in agriculture. I know most people in Lekina, maybe they don't know anything about agriculture. But agriculture is where it starts. And that's where we'll end up in Nigeria. That's the solution. I'm looking for a white-collar job. It's agri-business. Yeah? So in agri, what happens? You prepare the ground. First, you select the seed. You prepare the seeds. Make sure it's a good seed. It's not a rotten seed. It's not a, you know, it's not a bad seed. It's a good variety. You select it. You store it. You prepare it. Then you prepare the ground. When you prepare the ground, you put the seed. After that, you make sure it's watered. You make sure you weed it. And sometimes, I don't know how many of us know what they call scarecrow. Scarecrow. You see, because we are not in farming. Scarecrow. How many of us know scarecrow? Those days in the farm, they put something like human being. So that when some animal comes, they just see it. Ah, they say it's a human being. It's not a human being. It's just there with a cap. I don't know how many of you have seen it. Hallelujah. These are some of the things. And the farmer, every time they go, they weed. When they see that, you know, the things not growing well, they put soil. They put manure. These are all the care they give to it while this, the seed is growing into harvest. Praise the Lord. So if you are not doing that in terms of the spirit, that means you are sleeping. Imagine what will happen. You are a farmer. You go and clear ground. Instead of sowing seed, you are waiting. Before you know it, what will happen? Grass will fool you, isn't it? It's not the good seed. It's the tires. Automatically, because the farmer is not taking care of the farm, the enemy is planting tares. And you're not going to harvest tares. Isn't it? Praise the Lord. I want you to follow me. Now, number four, spiritual deficiency. You will know that a person is sleeping when there's deficiency in his life. He's not taking full advantage of the assets God has given us to have 
to the spiritual realm. Now, in the spiritual realm, that is where destinies are shaped. That is where your destinies are confirmed. That is where your destiny can be exchanged. Because some people started with a good destiny. And while they're sleeping, their destiny is changed. Hallelujah. That is where destinies are destroyed. And that is where lost destiny can be restored. It's in the spiritual realm. All the decisions are taken there. And the implementation, you just see it. Sometimes you see a man's life just going out of control. He has no say over what is happening in his life. But God has given us the privilege in Christ that we too can go to that spiritual realm where these things are done. And you can say, this one, no. This one, I reject this. This one, no, 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 no. God has given us that. Hallelujah. So when there's a spiritual deficiency in somebody's life, you know he's sleeping. Number five, shallow and no depth. No depth. To know that somebody is in slumber, there's no spiritual understanding. No depth. Prayerlessness. Cannot study the word. He cannot win souls. He's uninterested in spiritual things. You are sleeping. When the prayer meeting, you have excuses. When they call for time to eat and party, you don't have excuses. You are... Hello? You are what? Uh -uh. Are you with me? Please follow me. You know, God brought you here today for a purpose, isn't it? Because of immense love God has for all of us. And he's teaching us, including me, so that we can be better. When you don't have interest in spiritual things and you are just shallow, you are sleeping. That's a sign. Number six, disorderliness. One of the proofs that you're sleeping is that there's disharmony. One example of being disorder is that you have given your life to God. That means your spirit is born again. But your life, you are in the canal. There's confusion. Hello? The Bible says to be carnally minded is dead. So when there's this disorder, you know when you are in disorder, you are not even rhyming with yourself. When you are relating with people, you are feeling a feeling of insecurity because even in yourself, you are in disorder. That means you are sleeping. So when there's that, you are sleeping. Number seven, loss of control. How do you know that you are sleeping? You become a victim of spiritual manipulation. Do you know that if you are wide awake in the spirit, before something happens in your family, God will tell you. God will tell you. God says, how can I do such a thing without telling, seeing that Abraham will become a great, I must tell him. The Bible says, God does nothing without telling his servants. So if you are very awake in the spirit, God will tell you. Praise the Lord. So blindly and without focus, losing focus and taking your eyes off the seed that you have planted shows that you are sleeping. Can you ask yourself again, 
Am I sleeping? No, no. Be honest to yourself. Ask your neighbor. Are you sleeping? Hallelujah. The Bible says, Awake thou that sleepest. Sleep is good at the right time. But you don't plant your seed and go to sleep and hope that when you come in harvest, that the thing will be there. You must tend it. It's the same thing with the spiritual. The next thing I'm going to talk about, how to stop the enemy sowing, into, sowing tears into our lives. How to do that? I've mentioned the two realms of existence, the physical and the spiritual. And to be able to, to stop and to control, you must go to the spiritual. You cannot do it in the physical. How do you go to the spiritual? The Bible says if you, you, are, if you are not a born-again Christian, you are dead. You are living your life, but you are dead. Spiritually, you are dead. Because of the carnality of the mind, you cannot even understand spiritual things. So you are dead. And we have many, so many people, many dead people. In fact, up to the extent that they are even arguing that is their God. Some human beings even claim that they created God. That's a terrible level of deadness. Because they've lost consciousness of where they're coming from. But when you give your life to God, the spirit of God quickens your own spirit and you become sensitive in the spirit. Hallelujah. So one of the first steps to make sure that the enemy does not touch your own plot is to be alive and active in the spirit. And as our brother mentioned in the morning, when you see the enemy coming from afar, you can see it. Hallelujah. If you don't see it immediately, God will tell you either in the dream. The Holy Spirit are waking up people in the dream and ask them to pray. Hello? That means your life. Hallelujah. So you enter into that spiritual realm of the Spirit through salvation in Christ so that you can pray. It's by your prayer and intercession that take hold of your destiny. Hallelujah. So you are a farmer sowing seeds on your destiny, but you are not the only farmer. The enemy is also sowing seeds in your destiny. Hallelujah. Now I want us to look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18. Ephesians 4, 18. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18. Media, if you can put it, I'll just read from there. Ephesians 4, verse 18. Praise God. So having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts, so these are people who are completely cut off. They have no understanding at all. They are ignorant of the life of God. But God is calling us today to receive his life and to be able to take 
action concerning our lives. So part of the things that leaves the enemy that you leave your life to chance. It will lead to, to scuttle your destiny. If you are not in control, God has given you the power. He said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you lose, you have the power. See, let me tell you the truth. The enemy has limitations. Many a times I have dreamt, and people have told me this is what the enemy wants to do. I say, is that so? I say, but I say no. I refuse it. I reject it. It shall not happen. So it becomes David and Goliath. You know why David and Goliath? Goliath was cursing David, and David was speaking. And one of the speaking took preeminence. Goliath said, I will kill you. I will. David said, today, you come with me with swords and spears and this. I come with you to you in the name of the Lord, and I will cut off your head. Goliath was cursing David with the name of his gods. But that day, those curses did not mean anything. This is what happens in the spirit. You can only do that when you are in the spiritual realm. If not, whatever the devil projects to you will happen. You become like a pawn. Chicken. Anytime you like, you just carry this one. But that's not your portion in Jesus' name. So you must intentionally and consciously sow the right seed in order to reap a good harvest. That's the starting point. You have the ability to sow tears. By the bad deeds you do, by the bad things you do, you are sowing tears. But you are not, you are not the only one who has the ability to sow tears. The enemy has that. So the starting point, give your life to Jesus and then do good deeds. And then what seeds by prayer and intercession and supplication, watch it, water it, manure it, and guide your own farm, and then you'll get a good harvest. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, because of time, today we have three kinds of people in this place. Three kinds of people. Number one, we have people who don't know Jesus. They're not born again. They come to church. But they know in themselves that they're not born again. They know in themselves that if the trumpet sounds today, they're not going. They know. That's number one. The second set, there are those who are born again. They're born again. But they are sleeping. They are born again. Quite. They are giving their life to God. But they neglect spiritual things. All the signs I have mentioned today, if you are honest to yourself, you will see some. And then you can know whether you are sleeping. There are different levels of sleep. Some are dozing. Some are already snoring. Eh? Like during Solomon's days, the woman who they stole her baby while she was sleeping. Her baby, oh, the other one killed the baby. He came and stole her baby. She was sleeping. 
Things happen when you sleep. Something lost his power when he was sleeping. Eh? David ran into trouble when he was supposed to go to war. He was lazing around. He was sleeping. He ran into trouble. He went into adultery from there to murder. When you sleep, when you're supposed to be active, you expose yourself. So there are people who are already born again. David was born again. Was a man after God's heart. But in times of weakness and in sleeping, he did things and God dealt with him. Only the mercy of God helped him. The third set of people is those who are born again and they are awake. They are born again, they are awake. So the recommendation for the first set of people is salvation. If you are here, you are not born again, it's salvation. That's what you need. The second set of people is wake up, wake up. Stop sleeping. Wake up. The third set of people is watch. Because the enemy doesn't give up. If he comes today, there's no way, okay. Let me go and check again. That's why it's a continuous battle. So if you are awake, you are a Christian, you are born again, you are awake. Watch. Because you do not know the hour. Hallelujah. Now, so we are going to rise on our feet. I want us to rise on our feet. We want to pray now. We want to pray. Now, you know this, the, the category you belong to. I'm not going to ask you. You know the category. Because when it comes to a, a thing of destiny, it's between you and God. You can deceive yourself and say, oh, no, 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 I'm in the last category. Whereas maybe you're in the second category or even the first category. It's between God. But I have a few prayers we are going to pray. But first, I want to make sure that at least we are all either in the second or third category. So as we are praying, if you are here today and you want to give your life to God, because before you pray these prayers, you need to make sure you are a child of God. So if you are here today, you want to give your life to God, can you just lift up your hands? I pray with you briefly. Thank you. I pray with you briefly, and then we will do the other prayers together. If you are lifting up your hand, please just come forward. I pray with you. Just come forward. God bless you. God, God bless you. Please come forward. Come forward. This service is for you. God put this service together for you. So if you are here, please just come forward. God bless you. Can I see more hands? If you want to give your life to Christ... So that you can have a hold over your destiny. Today is your day. Hallelujah. And as you are in front, just ask God for mercy. Ask God to have mercy on you. Ask God to save your soul. To deliver you. To deliver you. There are people who are in the congregation today. And you are already routed by the devil. Already. But God wants to deliver you today. If you are in the second category, you are giving your life to God. But you are sleeping. I will not ask you to come out. Just lift up your hands. Although it's difficult to say, okay, I'm sleeping. Because it's like, it's like you are reporting yourself. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we are going to pray. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
Those who are staying in front, God bless you. I thank God for your lives. The greatest decision you can make in your life is to give your life to Christ. So that you'll be able to understand spiritual things. So that the Holy Spirit can come upon you and you can take hold. You can take hold of your destiny. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your son and your daughters who have come forward to surrender themselves to you, O Lord. As you said in your word, that anyone that comes to you, you will in no wise cast out. Father, I pray that please forgive their sins. Cleanse them. Put their names in the book of life. And give them your spirit, your Holy Spirit, so that they will become alive from today. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Before they move, I want them to stay here. I want, I want them to, to, to pray these prayers. Praise the Lord. Now we're going to pray some prayers. Just a few prayers because I know the time is gone. According to 1 Corinthians 16, 9, 1 Corinthians 16, 9, it says, Great and effectual is open unto me, but there are many adversaries. I have a great opportunity. A great door is open to me, but there are many adversaries that will prevent me. Lift up your voice and say, Oh God! Oh God! Every adversary that is opposing me, that is trying to plant tears in my destiny, and some assault and die. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice. Every adversary, every adversary, in the mighty name of Jesus, let them somersault and die in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Abba Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Now, when I call the prayer, pray quickly because I want us to see some prayers. I don't want to spend too much time. The other one is taken from Psalm 13, verse 3 and 4. Psalm 13, 3 and 4. Let me not sleep the sleep of death, that my enemies will triumph over me. Let me not sleep the sleep of death, Lest my enemies triumph over me. Let me not sleep the sleep of death. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Pray that prayer. Lord Almighty, let me not sleep the sleep of death. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Let me not sleep the sleep of death. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking who he might devour. The devil is moving about looking for a victim. Sir, I will not be a victim. I will not be a victim. The devil cannot touch me because I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. Can we lift up our voice and pray that prayer? I will not be a victim in the name of Jesus. Father, I will not be a victim. Thank you, Abba Father. For in Jesus' name we pray. Now I'm going to stop there. Now I want to encourage us. I want to encourage us. Every Thursday, 6.30 p.m., we meet here. And iron sharpens iron. There is something in congregational prayers that many of us are missing. You say, okay, I pray in my room. The, the Bible says, one can chase, what? 1,000. Two can chase. 10, that mathematics, I don't understand it. 
But if we are full like this and we are praying, how many are we chasing? Billions. Hallelujah. So come and pray so that you can be alive. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your children. Thank you for the ones that have come forward. Thank you for the ones that are in category two, that are giving their life, but they are sleeping. Lord, let your word awake them in the name of Jesus. Every hindrance that will keep them asleep, please remove it. For those who are in category three, that are awake, Lord, let them continue to be vigilant. They will never fall from grace in the name of Jesus. Lord, I bless you today for your word. And I pray that somebody's life will be different. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. God bless you.